Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by millions, James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by millions, Steve Dash Rinko Lieber. Everybody, I'm glad you're on time because it doesn't seem that all of us were. And I'm not saying whose names have been changed to protect the guilty, but Breakwell might have been Breakwell late to the Breakwell show tonight. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say, James. But welcome to Wrong and Wronger. You've stumbled upon the podcast where we argue about things like what time we're going to start that really don't matter to anybody except the one of us that sets the time and the other one that's probably agreed to be on time and a couple of listeners that are still hanging around. And James. Ah, I feel like I've just been shot out of a cannon, but how are you doing tonight? I have been disparaged. I I cannot believe this. (laughs) Time used to mean something to you. Back when the world was still open, when you could leave the house, you would be be here on time to the second. Now that you can't leave the house, and I know for a fact you have nowhere else to be, nowhere else to go, you are literally feet from your camera, you somehow can't get here on time. Explain that to me. Explain it. I don't have any explanation other than, one, I'm a little drunk because we had some margaritas tonight and we're about to watch Ishtar. My wife and I, you and Lola go through all the movies of the 80s. What we've started to do is go through the Razzies, the Golden Raspberry Awards, and we're watching the worst movies ever made. We watched American Anthem a couple nights ago. We watched Howard the Duck this morning and we're going to watch Ishtar tonight. There's, and then secondly, actually, I bet my... I, okay, I'm, I'm sorry, but i got to jump in here because I, I am legitimately intrigued by something you're doing for once. This does not happen very often. It's very something <laughs> I have a genuine interest in your life. Now, there's a, there's a line with movies. Like, are these... Some movies are so bad that you can't even enjoy them, not even when drunk. Are these yeah. entertaining bad or are these just no salvation bad? Um, <laughs> well, let's see. American Anthem was no salvation Ooh. bad. My comment on that one was the dialogue was written by a fifth grader who was a little bit drunk and it could have all fit on the back of a cocktail napkin. <laughs> and then um, Howard the Duck had some <laughs> had some funny parts to it. It had a little bit of girl on duck action, you know, which was strange and uncomfortable to watch. I've actually seen and that movie uh, before, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> it almost ruined the career of a couple of the actors. And Leah Thompson... <laughs> Leah Thompson jumped into another movie that she had previously turned down because she was afraid that she would never get another acting job again because of <laughs> Howard the Duck. It was wow. it was bad. What, what was your other excuse? I'm sorry, I, I cut off your litany of excuses, which, which I know is very important to you, so please continue with that for before. <laughs> well, the other excuse was uh, my son boldly proclaimed that he could do 15 chin-ups in a row, Ooh. and I said, you can't do 10. And he said, yeah, I said, I'll give you $5 if you can do 10 So when you texted <laughs> that I might or might not have been late, again, I'm going to change the facts because I don't know that we need to shame either one of us. But he had he did 12 and so I had to cough up 5 bucks. <laughs> so he's yelling behind me right now. <laughs> that is a valid excuse. Bets are, I, I take bets very seriously. So if his honor was challenged, if there was a minor amount of money on the table, then your absence is excused this one time and this one time only. So there you go. Two. Two votes of confidence from James Breakwell tonight. I should just drop the mic and walk away. Oh my gosh, that's a double affirmation. What am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I don't even need a compliment from you today. But 
I'm going to take it anyway. What you got? Oh, I would like to compliment you on losing with such grace for the third week in a row. Oh, this week, you, I was so angry. You didn't even make up an excuse about, I mean, you made up an excuse about being late. You didn't make up any excuses about losing. You didn't even mention it. You just internalized it, accepted the fact that you are, to your core, a loser, and moved on with your life. If only we could all have such composure as you. I don't know that I've internalized anything other than bile for this whole process <laughs> because I came close. We've had a couple of like hanging Chad kinds of close, and this was among them. And so here's what I think, James. The tide is a turnin', and this week it's going to be Dr. Steve on top. And so there's really nothing you can do this week when we have the argument. Well, I can win, like I usually do, but first I'm going to sit here and wait for you to compliment me, and then I will jump into what our wonderful topic is a full five minutes into this podcast. <laughs> That's right. Let people know why they've taken time out of their life to tune in. <laughs> and uh, the compliment for you, James, I actually went through today. God, I hate that I give you real compliments and that i got to put up with your ilk, but <laughs> I went through <laughs> all of the uh, wrong and wrong or... Um, what were they? The penalty videos, the punishment videos. And I came across one, the, my favorite one of yours. You, you had an opus in there that we've talked about several times on this show when you did the all of the scenes from that, the dance scene oh, uh, yeah. where you consolidated from the Breakfast Club. But do you, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to quiz you to see if you remember this. And I'll tell you the answer because I'm going to talk about it. But do you remember the one that I loved more than any other? No, I do not. It was only a 30-second video, but it was so perfectly executed. It was, I can't remember the name of it now because I've got a little too much tequila in my <laughs> head. But it started off with your oldest daughter just sort of... you. All the rest of you were on the couch. God dang, I wish I could remember the name of this. You'd know it immediately. Oh, I and, know what you're talking about. The thing where you have like one person acting weird and everybody else is normal, and then all of a sudden it, it cuts away God. and everybody's going crazy. Yes. Oh. God, that I, I it, watched it another ten times today. It, I love that internet video. Culture, it cracked me that. It moves so fast we've already forgotten what that was called. Future, future archaeologists, when they dig up the ruins of our civilization, will find these <laughs> files and be so baffled. And we're baffled, and we did it, like, a year ago. We didn't remember what it was. We don't remember why it was, but that's what it was. No, James, hey, it's been almost two years since Whoa. we did the last one. Whoa. I know! I know! All right, well, I feel super old now. I'm clearly wasting my life. Let's go ahead and get this topic going. What are we arguing about today? This was suggested by one of our uh, apt listeners who said, hey, how can you never use my ideas? So we're going to use this idea. I can't remember his name, or I would give him a shout-out, but he said, have you ever done ketchup versus mustard? And I almost threw him right out of the bar. I'm like, get out of here. Of course we've done ketchup versus mustard. I'm going to get James Breakwell and his crack research staff on this. And what did you come up with, James? It is, uh, we, we, we've never done it. By the way, his name is Eli, And just for the record. Oh. I feel like I could probably give out his last name, too, because it's right there on the Twitter profile, but I'm not going to. We're just going to call him Eli. Eli makes suggestions all the time, and I'm pretty sure I never, ever take them, which is sad because we don't have any better ideas we're clearly just scraping the bottom of the barrel but you know what he said ketchup versus mustard we're gonna do ketchup versus mustard this is our there's act it's our there's third ketchup another debate. big one. Oh, oh yeah salt versus pepper was our other one that we were arguing we've never done that yeah. one before what the heck i don't know what's wrong with us we've actually argued about ketchup three times should you put uh this will be our third time should you put ketchup on a hot dog and should you put the ketchup on the, on top of your fries or next to your fries and now to complete our ketchup trilogy <laughs> Which is better, ketchup or mustard? Ketchup or mustard. And 
As per usual, we will flip uh, the newer Guam Quarter of Fate. As you know, I spent the old one a while ago, <laughs> but we did replace it with the new one. And uh, James, what shall the two sides represent for you today? Heads, I am arguing ketchup. Tails, I am arguing mustard. Ooh, heads is ketchup. Tails is... Oh, it hit, ah, it hit the ceiling. Hold on. It is, it is heads. It is heads. It's across the room, but it is heads, and you have ketchup, my friend. Well, we can probably just end this debate right now, because I automatically win. There is no contest. <laughs> what? If you look at the gross sales of these two condiments, I mean, we say them like they're a pair, but ketchup sells a billion, you know, bottles a year to, like, 10 million for mustard. I mean, it's just exponentially... Everybody puts ketchup on something. Some people put mustard on some things some of the time. It is not a universal <laughs> condiment. The number of things you can put ketchup on, the list is thousands of items longer than the number of things you put mustard on. Really, you just use mustard for hamburgers and hot dogs, and that's about it. Ketchup, you can put that on anything. I mean, it, I, I mean, it, you know what? I'm going to say this. This might cost me some votes, but I'm just going to say it. It's basically, it, it's like a sweeter... Uh, spaghetti sauce and so growing up <laughs> when our tests when our tastes okay. were less refined uh <laughs> we we uh, my parents would put ketchup on our spaghetti there there was not spaghetti sauce not, we, we used ketchup in place of spaghetti sauce it's like a tangier spaghetti sauce that was delicious i grew up on that i tell everybody how good oh. it is they don't believe oh, me it's just, <laughs> it's just a tomato-based <laughs> product but that just that just shows you the versatility of ketchup. It can go on meat. It can go on pasta, apparently. It can go on... <laughs> I, it, there's no limit. I, you know, you go up to the International Space Station up there, they, they've got space ketchup. I don't think they have space mustard, okay? The ketchup is going to follow us into the stars and beyond. Mustard is a quirky afterthought. Yeah, it's there, but we don't really take it seriously. It's just for the weirdos. So, go obviously, that's why you're going to argue mustard. Take it away, Steve. I like the phrase quirky afterthought. I think that that's the perfect name for an indie band, and it's uh, my nickname in college. <laughs> but, uh, James, I don't want to make fun of the Poe. Like, you can't even afford the last O and the last R. Like, uh, putting ketchup on pasta that you probably rustled out of the dumpster of a what? Chinese restaurant. Like, I don't want to make fun of that, James. I remember hearing a story about Dolly Parton that when she was a little girl, they had so little money, mother would make tomato soup by putting ketchup in hot water coming out of the faucet. And so I'm going to leave all that aside because I don't want you to, to garner the pity vote here. I'm going to beat you by saying mustard... Mustard is for grown-ups. I know I've had this argument with you many times before, and you always choose child because you kind of live in that world, James. You're surrounded by them all the time. You've got a pillow fort behind you. We have to record early, which is why you may or may not have been late today because you've got girls sleeping. Like, you, you live in kid world, and ketchup is the center point of kid world. But... At some point, you got to grow up, take on responsibilities that are adult-oriented, and you get a spicier and a less sugary condiment, which is mustard. I'm watching my waistline, James, my girlish figure, you understand? <laughs> mustard, a much better option when it comes to calorie counting. 
Muster's got a little bit of piquancy to it. Look that up. I'm pretty sure I used at least several of those letters correctly. That uh, you put it on cold-cut sandwiches, you put it on hot dogs. People who put ketchup on hot dogs are eight-year-olds, James. You know we've had this argument before. Mustard. And some people even put ketchup on steak, which is a personal affront to God <laughs> and nature. And I can't believe you're taking that person's side, James. I personally am outraged by the practice. But uh, pretzels... James, I loved mustard so much when I was in grade school. This is a true story. We would put it on ice cream when we would have hot lunch just to make the girls freak out a little bit. Like, I didn't have much going for me as far as game goes when I was a kid, James. But I always had shock value and a sense of humor. And uh, neither of those worked, by the way. But what I didn't have was ketchup all over my shirt, all over my face. That was for your genre. For me... I am a mustard guy through and through, and it's just got a little bite. Things that grown-ups enjoy. Nashville hot chicken is popular, not because of anything that has to do with ketchup. Uh, there's, I don't know what you have against good taste in adulthood, James, but frankly, it doesn't shock me. You, uh, you raised several good points there. First of all, oh, your, your greatest character flaw among your long litany of character <laughs> flaws. So this is the big one. This is number one. Oh, well, is that, okay. Yeah, that you eat steak with ketchup you do this you're, I, the, you're going I, the, to deny it right now because you're arguing mustard <laughs> you're probably going to say you put mustard on steak but you don't you put ketchup on steak you have gone on the record repeatedly people have reported you on twitter for offensive content because of it you have enemies surveilling you outside of your house but it is what you stand for it is your line in the sand i don't understand it well i guess i understand the ketchup i don't understand the steak correlation uh second Kids know what's good in the world. They're innocent and pure and uncorrupted. <laughs> and if they like ketchup, there must be something to it. You don't have to convince them. You don't have to badger them. I have to beg, plead, borrow, and steal to get my kids to eat anything. Unless I put ketchup on it. It's like the magic <laughs> substance that makes anything they're eating edible. I mean, if I didn't have ketchup, my kids would probably voluntarily starve to death just to be stubborn. But you slap, you, you slap ketchup on everything. They gobble it down and things are good. And my family survives another day. It's just, it, it makes life easier. It makes survival easier. And uh, it really just kind of gives you a warm, fuzzy feeling inside. You see your kid with ketchup all over their face. Like, yeah, they ate a good meal. They had fun. We've got the craziness <laughs> of childhood going here. It just, uh, it's just, it's a, it's a stage of life. Like you see a child with food on their face. When you say food, what you really mean is ketchup. That's what's there. It's, I mean, it's a part of Americana at this point. Um, and it just, you, you don't get that with mustard. Like, yo, whoa, you got a little bit of mustard on your face? Nobody says that. Kids don't get mustard on their face. Kids reject <laughs> mustard because it's no good. When we go out, we get the foot-long hot dogs from this one long, uh, fast food place sometimes. And by default, it comes with mustard on it. And if I yep. accidentally forget to get the mustard off of that, the mustard-free option, my kids will not eat it. They will throw that hot dog away. Heaven forbid they wipe it off with a napkin because that hot dog is tainted. Mustard is like poison to children. Children. Trust the children, Steve. <laughs> Trust them. The good news for Steve this week is there are very few seven-year-olds that vote. So <laughs> adults, rally. James, shake those dice. Shake that groove thing. Shake what your mama gave you and tell people how they can vote for Steve. If you want to vote for James and ketchup and happiness, <laughs> Wait, my mojo. Mine. vote for 93. If you want to throw your vote away and vote for Steve and Mustard and the disturbance in the force, vote for 28. And if you want to throw your vote away, vote for 41. All right. Well, 
That brings us to the end of another episode. But before you leave the internet, make sure to go and vote. Go to Breakwell's YouTube page. Go to his Twitter feed. I guess Facebook, you don't do that at all anymore. Hey, James? It took away my option. I can still post <laughs> polls on my main page, but on the Wrong and Wronger page with all of its 10 followers, they will not let me do polls anymore. <laughs> well, I don't stupid. know why. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if you want to vote for James and Ketchup and everything 7-year-old, vote 93, which is also the year he was born. If you want to vote for Steve, vote 28, which is how old Mrs. Steve is going to be on Tuesday. It's weird. I don't get it because daughter's 23. It doesn't make any sense to me. And if you want to throw your vote away, vote for 41, an age that James will never get to if he keeps eating ketchup at this rate. So you have reached the end of another wrong and wronger. I think we're going to argue salt versus pepper this week, although I'm fairly certain we're both going to forget between now and then. <laughs> but if you don't forget, you're going to be entertained and titillated. And until then, this is Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve for James, the exploding unicorn breakwell, saying thanks for watching, thanks for listening. We can't believe you made it through another one, but remember, two wrongs can make a right. <laughs>